Welcome to the Pod of Asclepius, your fortnightly healthcare technology podcast for the technical crowd. Sponsored by the American Statistical Association, we're bringing the technical experts of engineering, entrepreneurship, data science and regulation straight to your earbuds. No fluff, no sale pitches, just important technical ideas described well to keep you up to date. All in the time it takes to get to work. And here's your host, Glenn Wright Colopy. Hey folks, welcome back to the show today. Today we have a really cool double feature on time series modeling to monitor the health of animals. This episode has a lot of my favorite things in it. It has multivariate time series. It has some optimization derived from those time series. And the analytics that they use has a really good business case for particularly personalized analytics, or in this case, personalized to animals. It has plenty of critters in it, which is always fun. Our guest today, Shane Burns, is a physicist turned data scientist turned protector of the animals. He's a great guy, um, always helpful and always fun to talk to. He's really gone all in uh, creating some really nice displays showing the uh, data he's working with and the dashboards of machine learning outputs that he provides to domain experts. So it's definitely worth checking out the video version of this episode to get the most from it. Well, Shane, why don't you get started? Thanks very much, Glenn. Um, So I guess my name is Shane Burns. I've been working as a data scientist now for the past three years. So I started off originally um, with a degree in experimental physics and from there moved on to applied mathematics and then finally into data science. Well, thanks so much again for coming on. I really think this is going to be a fun episode, and you're covering two different projects that you're involved in, uh, monitoring critters. The first one is at Dairy Master, which is in Kerry, and the uh, the second one is Apis Protect, which is in County Cork, Ireland. And honestly, I think this will be really fun with the uh, different visualizations that you've created. So uh, definitely check this out on the YouTube version so you can see all the cool stuff that Shane has brought for us to look at. But I guess we'll just get started first with the Dairy Master project. We'll call it uh, Part 1, The Moonitor. All right. Okay. So Dairy Master is an agri-tech company located on the southwest coast of Ireland in Causeway County, Kerry. So as you can see from the picture, it's um, a very beautiful place. It's kind of surrounded by green fields. It's also very close to the beach as well. It's a very iconic setting. So the company traditionally are known for innovations in milking equipment, feeding equipment, automatic manure scrapers, milk cooling tanks. And in recent years, and I guess why I mentioned Dairy Master, in health and fertility monitoring systems. So one of the main products I, I want to showcase or talk to you about is the Moon Monitor Plus. So that's the, the blue collar device. You can see the cow wearing on the screen there. So it looks like a big blue necklace around this happy and healthy cow. I think she's smiling a bit. So the Moon Monitor Plus is essentially a Fitbit for cows. It is a neck-worn wearable device which continuously monitors the behavior of the animal. Using machine learning, the algorithms process the data from the sensors on the edge into one of rumination, resting, feeding, and activity. This classified data is then transmitted to the cloud, where machine learning is further used to extract insights from the data. The insights are around the health and fertility of the animal, so I'll give some examples of that in the coming slides. In terms of value and capability, the Moon Monitor Plus is a fantastic device. The product is durable, waterproof, and can transmit its data at very long ranges. The product has a battery life of up to 10 years and an incredible two-way app functionality. So I guess the advantage of this uh, two-way functionality is that If you imagine the situation where cows come into the milking parlor, the farmer is watching the cows come in and, if needed, can draft the cow. So the time the cow enters the parlor to leave in, she'll be drafted for inspection or for treatment. Similarly, if there's predefined event sets, so things like uh, heat or sickness, which I'll get onto shortly, they can be automatically set to draft, meaning the, the farmer can take action without having to go out and, I guess, manually handle the cow or look for the cow. What does it mean to draft? Draft is um, essentially 
if you imagine milk and parlors or farms, you have a gated system, so kind of like passageways, and it's an automatic gate system, and it reads off, there's different systems, but it can read off the collar on the cow, or you can read off ear tags, and essentially it's like a RFID tag, and when that cow walks past a sensor, the gate will open one way, and she'll automatically walk into like a drafting area, so she's separated from the herd safely. So I guess what you're trying to do is you're trying to use the monitor to both classify the cow's behavior and expedite the process during milking? Yes, yeah, so I guess um, you know it's, it's multifunctionality. So that, that's just um, an advantage of the Moo Monitor system in that, let's say this system classifies a cow as being sick or as being in heat, which I'll get on to now shortly, then you can have settings that will say, okay, I want to automatically draft these cows. Or if you see the cow instantly, you're like, hold on, I want to draft her and have a look. You can click the cow on your app. It'll send the message down to the cow from her collar, and then it'll know to draft. So this slide gives a good example of health events the Moon Monitor Plus can detect. So if you, I guess, focus your attention on the top figure. So the green line in the top shows the rumination for a particular animal. So if you're not familiar, rumination is uh, when cows chew the cud. So I guess there are a number of animals are ruminants, so cows are probably the most famous one. So it's a very important process for the dairy cow. Um, in order to fully digest the food they eat, they need to do this process. So one thing that has been known for a long time is that a decrease in rumination and typically an increase in resting behavior corresponds to some kind of health event. So in this particular case, we can see that the cow calved shortly. So she, she gave birth after the behavior alert was detected. So similar behaviors can be seen from other illnesses, such as maybe a twisted stomach or milk fever. So if a farmer has a large herd, which is uh, typical for the market for the moon monitor, uh, sick cows often go unnoticed. So you could be talking herds from 100 cows to 1,000 cows or more. So you're not going to have the time to look at each cow individually, and these things can be missed. The power of the moon monitor is that the system watches the cows 24-7 and alerts the farmer to any problems. So if you look at the graph underneath, so this kind of gives um, the full profile of what the cow is doing on a daily level. You can see when her rumination drops, so that's the top right graph at the bottom. It also corresponds to a massive increase in resting. So the cow isn't moving as much, she's kind of lying down and she's not ruminating. So they're kind of big indicators and the farmer has the power to go back and look at this and say, okay, this is why this alert was called and this is what this particular animal is doing. So another functionality of the Moon Monitor Plus and uh, one of its, I guess, main functions is heat detection. Moon Monitor Plus is um, arguably the best product on the market for heat detection, achieving close to 95% accuracy on commercial farm trials. So the graph presented here shows the results from one of these trials. The heats were verified by measuring progesterone levels in the milk samples. So if you look at the top graph, the red line shows like a, a heat-related activity. So this is a kind of metric that's classified from the Moon Monitor device itself and reported back to the cloud. So it's a, it's a combination of a few things, but um, essentially it's a, a heat activity metric. So as you can see, the heat metric increases, and on the graph underneath, you can see that this corresponds to a drop in progesterone. So the drop in progesterone is an indication that cow is in estrus, so she's in heat. So I guess at this point, this is where the activity level crosses a certain threshold, and this comes from various trials, algorithms, machine learning, and the moon monitor will call the animal in heat. So I guess, you know, there's testimonies from customers, uh, from vets, that this is a great device. It's incredibly accurate. Well, that's very cool. It's a very helpful plot. Um, I really like seeing the correlations between the cow's activities and I guess you could call them the biomarkers of the milk and then how you're using those biomarkers as surrogate markers of sorts um, for the cow's health or of the cow's biological state, for example, when it came to uh, reproduction.
Very cool. So uh, let's see the mission control. Okay, so this is, a, I guess, a side note, but it's it's one final innovation I think is worth mentioning. Uh, so Dairy Masters got a lot of press recently over this. They won a silver medal award in Germany at Eurotier last November. And recently, uh, on a national level, at the National Plowing Championships, they won the overall Enterprise Ireland Innovation Award for this product. So Mission Control allows the operator to control everything from one in-parallel touchscreen. So this is a rotary milk and parlor. So if you haven't seen one of them before, you can almost visualize it from the picture on the left. So essentially it's like a carousel. So cows come on at one point, they're attached, and then they exit another point. So it allows for you know incredible cow throughput uh, compared to traditional parlors. Okay, cool. So uh, very quickly for the people listening on audio only, what we're looking at here is this overhead graphic of a carousel of cows and all the cows are facing inward to the center of the carousel and each cow has its own slot along the carousel. And uh, different cows are colored according to their different states. And it looks like you can click on the cows and it shows you the specific cow's ID and lets you see some summary statistics on the cow's health and the milk quality. So Shane, can you tell us a little bit more? Dairy Master have kind of taken this to the next level of mission control. So this kind of touchscreen has all functionality. You can kind of action cows similar to the Moon Monitor. You can see their yields incrementing in real time. Uh, there's camera views and again drafting controls. So I, I guess the additional kind of innovation of this and what's been described in these recent awards. So Mission Control introduces artificial intelligence into the milking parlor with the patented OptiCruise algorithm. So this AI calculates the predicted milking time for all cows on the rotary, which updates dynamically. So essentially this takes in uh, cow's milking history, her age, her lactation, other health events, and it's able to predict, okay, how long will this cow take to milk? And that updates dynamically. So as more information comes in, that means the algorithm gets information from the cow's milk yield as it's happening in real time. This predicted time changes. So it's very advanced in that sense. And what it does then is there's an optimization algorithm called OptiCruise, which runs in the background. And essentially it looks at what cows are on the platform. It looks at where they are on the platform and how long they're expected to milk out. And then it adjusts the speed of the rotary every time a new cow enters to optimize the milking time. So what this does is it reduces the overall milking time for your cows of about 10 to 20%. So that's how long it takes you to milk all your cows, say. And one of the massive advantages of this, so particularly for animal welfare, is that the cows spend less time standing. And cows standing, like in collecting yards waiting to be milked, uh, many studies have shown that this increases incidence of sickness and lameness. So it's a great innovation, uh, not just for the farmer in terms of time saving, but also for the animals themselves. So you can basically have more personalized metrics on the cow's output, which then helps you how you treat and deal with the cow be more personalized as well. So exactly. I, mean, I imagine like you have a time series of the cow's milking output. And as the cow's output changes through time, you're tracking this in the machine is recording, predicting what that cow's milking time will be and adjusting it accordingly. How do the cows exit through the rotary? I guess it does move relatively slowly. These are very big units, but they have about four bales or four positions to exit on. And essentially there's like a gate that comes down behind them once they start milking. And when they're finished milking, and so, so cows cook around multiple times as well. So I guess from this OptiCruise algorithm, it might think, okay, there's a cow going very slow here and it's holding back 20 cows. We'll just speed up the rotary, send that cow around twice. So it has all that intelligence, but essentially when it's time for that cow to exit, that could be deemed by the farmer or from the algorithm, 
uh, that gate will lift and then there's a kind of a prompter uh, for the cow to get off. So I guess they, you know, they're, they're quite smart animals and they adapt to new rotaries very quickly. So within a day or two, they'd be quite happy on this rotary and they know where they get off. Well, this is definitely a cool innovation. It's nice seeing that, you know, not only is it optimizing business outcomes, it has a very good business case because without a good business case, an innovation doesn't really get used. But this also has a really nice animal welfare aspect. You know, it's minimizing the time that the cows are standing around. They're potentially packed next to other sick cows. And now they can be, you know, back roaming about the fields or laying about the fields as cows are wont to do. And so there's also this uh, nice knock-on effect that by personalizing for one cow, you're actually optimizing the time for other cows as well. Exactly. All right. Well, let's uh, go on to the next slide. So yeah, that, that's all I'd like to say about Dairymaster for now anyway. So it's a, it was a quick overview of, um, I guess, mainly the Moo Monitor Plus, and it's one of the flagship products in terms of the IoT space as well and artificial intelligence, but also the mission control. So a very recent innovation by Dairymaster, but something that can revolutionize milking. Yeah, it has some of my favorite components to it. It had a multivariate time series. Um, it had optimization, you know, had critters. Um, who could want more? Exactly. Well, all right, you better make this B one even better then. Okay. So Apis Protect is a startup company that was founded in 2017 by Dr. Fiona Edwards-Murphy, Dr. Podrick Whelan, and Mr. Andrew Wood. So Apis Protect is located in the south of Ireland in Cork City. So I guess I'll give a bit of motivation behind the company Apis Protect. Without a healthy bee population, there could be severe food shortages across the world. Honeybees are responsible for one third of the food we consume each day. They do this through pollination. So one hive, for example, can pollinate as many as 20 million flowers in a day. A variety of foods like mangoes, avocados, nuts and berries owe their existence to bee pollination. Without bees, we'd be left with crops like wheat and barley with low nutritional value. In many countries, up to 50% of our honeybees are dying every year. A host of problems, including diseases and pesticides, are devastating our bee population. It is becoming harder and harder for beekeepers to manage these issues, and this motivated the, the need for an advanced monitoring system and why Apis Protect came about. So, Apis Protect has developed a solution which reduces colony loss, improves the yield, and makes apiaries much easier to manage. So we use advanced sensors and machine learning to monitor the hive 24 seven. Using the insights we get from the data, we are able to determine the health of the colony. So I guess beekeepers aren't too interested in the raw data themselves, they only care about what that data means. So traditionally, the beekeeper would need to manually check their hives to determine the colony health. In some cases, this could be a one to two hour drive for them to do this. Now the beekeeper can sit in their air conditioned office and check live data coming from their hives. So if you think of this time of year in Florida or some parts of California, as you know yourself, it gets very hot. So um, this, this makes life an awful lot easier. So I guess with one or two clicks, all the information they need and the actions to take is available for them. If they want to explore deeper, they can get more, I guess, deeper KPIs, more analytics around their hives. So this solution consists of an in-hive monitor connected underneath the roof, as shown in this slide. The data is then transmitted by long-range radio and analyzed in the cloud. So our connectivity solution is, is something else which is great about this product and this company. So if you, if you imagine some of these situations, um, these beehives could be in uh, very remote locations and you need to rely on good connectivity. So we have a combination of cellular and satellite technology to ensure that the data gets back. Once the analytics is done in the cloud, the result is sent down. So you can view the, the results on a web device. So this slide shows the rollout last year. So this was um, the phase two of our device and it was, a, I guess, a trial period which lasted 12 months. 
So we rolled out on 200 hives uh, across 20 locations on three continents. And as of a couple of weeks ago, we've doubled to 400 hives. So these locations were South Africa, multiple locations across the US, uh, locations across Ireland and the UK. Our electronic and embedded engineers have worked hard to develop a system of sensors that gives consistent, accurate data. We continuously sample temperature, humidity, CO2, acceleration and audio from the microphone. A certain level of signal processing, aggregations and transformations is done on the data before it's transmitted to the cloud. A number of trial locations across the globe are used to gather good label data. So for this, we work with beekeepers and ecologists to create a well-annotated data set. Feature engineering is then used on the sensor data. So naturally, this involves simple descriptive statistics combined with more advanced feature creation. The features we choose and develop have come from our own experience and from talking with domain experts. So using these features, we use machine learning to develop algorithms to determine beehive health. We've been able to achieve great accuracy in predicting the state of a beehive. We're also working with the company Intel Movidius to investigate the possible applications of artificial intelligence for the beekeeping industry. The Intel Movidius technology allows for AI inference on the edge of a low powered device. I guess why we're interested in this is because, as I mentioned earlier, these devices can be in very remote locations. Um, you need to rely on a, a low power source to be able to run them. That's uh, one of the interesting things. I think a, a lot of the sensor-based technologies these days where, you know, there's so much focus being given to the data that's being generated from them and the analysis of that data. But, you know, these are also huge engineering undertakings as well. One, to actually create the physical device that's doing the monitoring, but also things like, as you mentioned, connectivity, where you have to basically work out how you're going to be getting this continuous, reliable flow of data from a reliable device over a reliable network, and then hopefully to a reliable data analyst at the other side. Exactly. I, I agree completely. So that was one of the huge challenges. And luckily, we have a great engineering team here. And in this latest rollout to our phase three, they've developed a great solution. And, you know, we have no data loss. We have incredibly accurate data. Everything's coming back to the cloud. So we're able to process and deliver good machine learning results. So I, this is just to give you, I guess, a, a snapshot of, of some of the data. This kind of tool will be used mainly by us. The idea of this is to, you know, as you're approaching any machine learning problem, you want to see what's the difference between two hives or say a dead hive or a live hive. So this is one example, uh, looking at the carbon dioxide levels between two hives in an apiary. So what it looks like we're seeing here are the time series of two hives at the same location over the course of one month. Um, and they're the CO2 values, so the CO2 time series. And the blue hives time series, it's very dynamic, it's variable, it has generally high magnitudes. Uh, whereas the orange hives, CO2 values, they're much smaller, they're not very variable, and they also settle around zero very quickly. And you can see at one point, uh, one of the hives flatlines. So it's kind of things like this, which in one instance, this might tell you that uh, your colony is doing very badly here, it's in trouble. But in another instance, that colony might actually be okay. So I guess that's where all of our other data comes in, advanced feature engineering and machine learning. Do these hives hibernate or anything? I'm just trying to figure out like, so other sort of annual or periodic elements to this where the hives activity will drop down and it indicates something healthy versus they drop down at an inappropriate time and then it's an indication of distress? Yeah, exactly. So th there is a seasonality element to this. So particularly, let's say if you're in Ireland, for example, that the bees will hibernate for the winter and they'll essentially get into like a big American football or rugby ball type shape and just maintain warmth and they keep the queen in the middle to keep her warm. 
a lot of the bees will die off as well but it's just kind of what remains is enough to start the colony again once the temperature increases so the queen will only start laying eggs once it's hit a certain temperature again there are places particularly in the u.s where there is no winter as such for the bees but say in ireland that would be a very strong characteristic so I guess one major dynamic that you might see in a bee population is when your new queens are laid and the hive proliferates or becomes two hives. Uh, for example, can you actually detect things like that in the monitor where you see essentially uh, one population or one colony diverging into two different populations? So I guess uh, one thing which is kind of on our priority list and something we have been able to show is queenlessness which is a big thing for, it might not be the top priority for beekeepers, but it is a, a big priority. So we are able to detect queenlessness. And what might happen then in that hive is, okay, there could be a number of queen eggs, say, and they all have the potential to grow into queens, but essentially then they'll fight it out and you'll have one queen left. Or in other cases, uh, the bees could leave, the bees could swarm, and you'd be left with a dead hive. So we can see the, that dynamics happen in terms of our time series. So we can see the two different scenarios, one where the hive will recover, and one where the hive will die. And is there an intervention that people can do to help with this? Or is it simply something that you have a forewarning? Yeah, I guess um, you can cultivate queens. So you, you could plant a new queen into a new hive. Another thing we might do is we can detect kind of colony size. So if a colony is, is strong or if it's weak, and if a colony is weak, then there are a number of things that can be done, but we can advise on, say, splitting a stronger hive so that you're combining the weaker and stronger one. So your intervention is basically you can try to spread monarchy. Yes, exactly. Huh. Machine learning is no basis for a system of government. This is just uh, another time series I'm showing you, and this is temperature for two hives side by side in an apiary. I guess the, the idea of me showing you this is just to highlight how hives right next to each other with, you know, seemingly a similar number of bees in them have quite different behavior. So you can see the kind of peaks and troughs and the temperature varies quite a lot between these two hives. And again, this can be an indicator for a certain type of behavior. It can be an indicator for the size of the colony. So again, it's these kind of features that we're using to answer the questions that beekeepers are interested in. It looks like, at least to me, that they have the same dynamics, but they differ in magnitude. Exactly. Yeah, a different range. So temperatures are going much lower in, in one of the hives compared to the other. And that is quite a difference in temperature. That's what I want to say about the company Apis Protect, so just to add a few more things. So again, as I mentioned at the start, uh, the company started with the three co-founders, and since then they've grown to a size of 10 employees, and over the next 12 months plan to grow to 25. So we've employed across kind of all areas, uh, software engineering, embedded engineering, electronic engineering, sales and marketing, beekeeping expertise, ecology and data science. Perfect. So uh, they are hiring if anyone wants to help save the bees. Exactly. Well, Shane, thanks so much for your time today. I really enjoyed this. Uh, I got, again, some of my favorite aspects of uh, data analysis. We got time series modeling. We had some very strong domain knowledge informing how you interpret that data. And of course, you had optimization. And you're helping critters and having a good business line as well. So thanks again. I think audience will really enjoy this. Thanks very much, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode of The Pod of Asclepius. We hope you enjoyed it and will tune in for our next episode. If you're watching from YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and leave a like. You can also follow us on our other social media channels, including LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram. Have a great story or presentation that's ready for prime time? Or know someone who does? Drop Glenn an email because he'd be happy to hear from you. We would like to thank our sponsors from the American Statistical Association section on Statistical Learning and Data Science, 
section on medical devices and diagnostics and North Carolina chapter. The views expressed on the show are those of the speaker and not their employers, our sponsors or anyone else not saying the words.